in a clinical setting. So, Mr. Patient, how many drinks do you have a day? Oh, I only drink social. I have like two drinks a day. Two drinks a day. Well, yeah, I read that two drinks a day for men is good, so I have two drinks a day. Really? Is drinking alcohol good for you in any way, in any shape or form? I want to drink. What are some guidelines so that I can stay healthy, live well, live long with optimal functionality? What are some guidelines with my alcohol intake? And lastly, if I have a problem, what should I do? Alcohol consumption and your health. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my goal and intention, as always, to help you with your prostate health, improve your prostate health, and help you live better with age. Today, once, once again, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. I have a few amazing experts that we're going to interview soon. I can't wait. We have Scott Egner coming, which by the time this podcast is probably published, maybe the Scott Egner podcast is published as well. And he, we're going to talk about why a Gleason 6 prostate cancer should not even be called cancer. So that's coming up. We're going to talk about cryo, a new study on cryoablation for prostate cancer. We're going to talk about naturopathic approaches to heart health and many other things. So stay tuned. But today's just me. And I want to have an honest conversation with you today, man to man. And that conversation is going to be on alcohol consumption. Within the last five years, I wish I would have done it sooner, but within the last five years, presented with a clinical case, I've asked about alcohol consumption. Now, I do have a questionnaire that all patients get, and it asks, do you consume alcohol? And is it yes or no? And blah, blah, blah. And in the past, I didn't kind of spend enough time on that with each patient. Now I do. It depends on the patient. Sometimes, hey, do you consume alcohol? Yeah, occasionally, you know, only social events. How many drinks? Just a few. And I just keep asking. And in many cases, you know, there's nothing there. They have a good relationship with alcohol. They're not an alcoholic. It doesn't really, doesn't seem to have an effect on them or their health. In other cases, however, unbeknownst to them, I think, or I think they know, but they don't want to admit to it, there, there is a problem. And in some cases, many times, these guys would say, yeah, I drink, you know, I have a couple of drinks a night. Uh, what's a couple of two, about two drinks a night? I said, hmm, what do you think about that? And they'd say, you know, I've been thinking about that, and I wasn't sure if that's a problem. I, I think it may be, but I wasn't sure. You know, it's just what I do. You kind of take the edge off when I come back from work, right? So I want to have this conversation with you because, look, you know the deal. If we are serious with living better with age, right? So to me, if you're 50, how do you, how do you want to live at 60? What do you want to do? If you're 70 or if you're 60, What's going to happen at 70? What kind of man do you want to be at 70? What do you want to do? Do you, do you, are you going to have grandchildren at that time? Maybe. Some of you may. Do you want to engage with them? Do you want to go out for walks and hikes with them? Do you want to travel with them? Do you want to play you know, tennis with them? Do you want to, you know, you, at 70, you may have a new grandchild that's crawling. Do you want to sit down on the floor with them and play with them and get up from the floor? No problem. You got to start working for that. Uh, same thing if you're 70 and who do you want to be at 80? You got to work for that. Okay. And I have to tell you that if you are in your 60s 
once you go beyond 60, 62 or so, you're going to live a long time. And when I say a long time, I mean, maybe it's not that long, right? Because don't we all want to live to like 100, 150 or so? Right? Isn't that isn't that what's happening out there with all the billionaires? I, look, I'm not a billionaire, but I want to live. I want to live long and well. So, you know, I want to live for as long as possible, as long as that quality of my life is not compromised, right? So how do you want to live? Back to alcohol. For the past five years, and, and I've had a few podcasts already on it. I've had one on what to drink for prostate health, which is <laughs> one of the most popular podcast episodes right now, um, apparently. And I had Gary Cady on, uh, on the process of becoming sober and why he became sober. I, I suggest you check that episode out on any podcast platform. And today, because of things that I've seen with patients and people that I've spoken to, I want to talk about practical approaches so that with your relationship with alcohol. All right. Let's start with what the most recent science really says about alcohol. And it turns out that there's no amount of alcohol that's healthy for you, period, end of story. One drink a day, one drink on a weekend. There's no amount of alcohol that's healthy for you. I say that because it used to be uh, thought thought that a a couple of drinks a day might be okay. Men can handle two two drinks a day, women only one, all that garbage. The reality is that there is no amount of alcohol that's good for you. Okay? That's just the truth. Uh, Don't kill the messenger. (laughs) That's just the truth. All right. But, you know, some of you like to go for a drink. And look, can we be honest? Can we be holistic, but realistic? Food and drink brings people together. And one of the main things to live longer and better based on blue zone literature, the blue zones where, you know, five areas around the world where a good number of people live over 100. And some people as a diet and this and the other. Well, they also have a lot of engagement and community, right? So particularly for men, guys, we struggle to commune. We struggle to keep good relationships and spend good time with other guys. And, and, and you know, we struggle with that. And I think that that's a major area that we need to address, right? And sometimes food and drink helps with that, right? And sometimes booze Booze helps with that, right? Hey, you know, Larry, come come to, you know, we'll have a couple of drinks. Let's go have a couple of drinks. All right. So based of what, on what I learned within the last five years or so, I've done a deep dive on alcohol consumption. I've spoken to a lot of people. I've seen a lot of things at my clinic, some family members who, you know, I believe have, um, unfortunately, alcohol problems. Um, I'm going to share with you what I know so that you have and obtain a better relationship with alcohol and not sacrifice your health, all right? Okay, so we know that no amount of alcohol is good for you. Red wine, what's the story with red wine? Red wine, the alcohol in red wine is not good for you because no amount of alcohol is good for you. Now, the red pigmentation from the red wine, there are health benefits from that, right? So it, so it depends on how much you're drinking, right? If you're drinking three bottles a night, then the amount of alcohol that you're drinking from the red wine, right, outweighs the and any benefit that you'll have from the red pigmentation of the wine. Okay, so 
how about beer and other things? Doesn't matter. Wait, so <laughs> you're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Back in the day, maybe 15 years ago, when the the gluten free phase and craze was happening. And by the way, I'm not denigrating gluten free diets because I do think that most people do better without gluten. Right? Less inflammation. They have less symptoms of all kinds. Okay. But when that and when it became popular to do a gluten-free diet, you know, a lot of spirits are made from wheat. So I remember the craze amongst my, my, me included was, hey, tequila. Tequila does not have gluten. It's not made from wheat. It's made from agave. And we can have as much as we want and we'll be fine. <laughs> you know. I say that with some humor because I know, I know that you make up stories with your alcohol intake if you consume alcohol. I know that you're creating stories to support your behavior. I, here's another one. You ready for this? I'm only having uh, clear, or, uh, clear or white alcoholic beverages. So things like vodka and gin. I'm not going to have scotch or whiskey because, you know, less calories and the other one. <laughs> Help me. Help me. And, you know, I, you know, guilty as charged. Again, I did the whole, I mean, look, I was never alcohol drinker or at least, well, I was never into drinking a lot of alcohol, but many people are. So, and by the way, that doesn't make me higher, uh, superior than anyone else for whatever reason, I was just not even when I was in college, I was that attracted to alcohol, you know? So that's that. Uh, I, I could have been. Uh, my father, unfortunately, was. And he had an alcohol problem for most of his life. Thank God he he quit al drinking alcohol in his 60s. And so then for the remainder of his 26 years after that, he lived a good life, right? But so be careful and be mindful of your stories around alcohol. And today I'm going to give you some guidelines. How much alcohol can I drink if I choose to drink where I don't really pay the price uh, from a health perspective, right? So that, you know, I don't, um, you know, uh, doesn't damage my brain cells, it, it, you know, so I don't pay a price. The amount of alcohol you can have weekly where it is okay is two drinks a week, which is the equivalent of if you're having a spirit um, is two ounces a week, two drinks a week. Once you go above two drinks a week, the reality is that you're kind of playing with fire in terms of the ill effects of alcohol consumption, cardiovascular, brain health, sleep problems, right? So alcohol, even a glass of wine, 30 minutes, 60 minutes before going to bed interferes with your quality of sleep. You don't get to REM sleep. And if you don't get to REM sleep, you don't have good quality sleep, okay? So two drinks a week. Well, Dr. Gio, red wine. You know, you said red wine is good for you. Dr. Gio said red wine is good for me, so I'm going to have four glasses a night. Guys, don't make up stories. Don't twist my words. <laughs> don't, don't twist my words. I didn't say that. Four glasses of red wine a week. It's better off if you spread it out throughout the week as opposed to drinking it all in one day. That's the same thing for any alcoholic beverage. If you're going to have two alcoholic beverages of any kind in one week is better to have one on each day and two days as opposed to having two drinks or more in one day. So spread it out. 
That goes if you're going to break the rules. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to um, demonize alcohol. I'm not here to make sure that all liquor stores close down, which it won't happen. We know that because during COVID, during lockdown, <laughs> everything was shut down. Not the not the liquor store, which is actually people developed alcohol problems from, which perpetuated their anxiety and their depression, right? If you're going to have more than two drinks a week, whatever, it's between Christmas and New Year's, we're off a lot of parties and everybody's having six drinks, whatever, then spread it out. Don't have more than two drinks in one day or one evening. Now, if you are in a situation with friends at a party um, and and, and an enjoyable celebration, whatever, where you have two drinks and then you feel like you need a third or you have a third, you need to ask questions. There should be no reason why you have more than two drinks. Even if you like the taste of the alcoholic beverage that you're consuming, there's no reason to have more than two drinks in any given day or night. Let me ask you this. You go have a meal and that meal is good, right? That, that, that plate of food, man, it's good. Are you going to go for seconds? You might. You might go for seconds. After the second plate, are you going to go for thirds because it tastes good? You're not. Same thing with alcohol. If you are going for a third and a fourth plate of food, maybe you have food addiction. If you're going for more than two drinks, you got to ask questions and you got to be honest with yourself because there's a lot of things happening with alcohol, right? There's no way that you're definitely debilitating your body, your cells, your brain, your overall health. You're shortening your lifespan, right? So you yourself are damaging your body from alcohol consumption, but you're also damaging your relationships. Not me, Dr. Gio. I am the coolest drinker you ever meet. I don't get mad. My friend, my, my friend gets mad. He gets upset. He gets belligerent. Not me. I drink. I'm cool. I'm chill. I'm good. I'm good to everybody. Not true. Not true. You're, you're cranky. You're irritable. Because when you go to sleep that night, you're not waking up refreshed. And when you don't sleep well, just like when we have kids and we're not sleeping well, well, we are irritable, right? We are more irritable in that scenario. That's what's happening when you're drinking. So no one does well with alcohol. No one does well. I know you know Uncle Uncle Tom or Uncle Jimmy or Uncle whoever. Man, he drank. Boy, he can put it down. And he died at 91, happy as a... No. No, he wasn't. Something was off there. Believe me. His health wasn't great quality. He lived to 91, but was was the quality of his health good? How about his relationship? His relationships. How many divorces did he go through? You got to think it through. Now, I do, as I said, I do believe in the power of men getting together. So if in some instances, there is a situation where you're toasting and you're all getting together with some college buddies and you know having a drink, no problem. Beer, two beers, not three. And if you see any of your friends and you know, they're going for three and four and they keep asking for rounds and they don't stop and, or they're forcing you, right? No, yeah. Larry, get a number for Larry. No, no, guys, I'm good. No, no, get a lower. No, Larry, come on, come on. What, are you getting old now or all these stupid comments, right? 
that's a them problem. That's not a you problem. I'm just being honest, and I'm and and I want to I want to bring science. I want to make science applicable to real life because one of the things that you see in medicine and in general is a science the science talk, which is good, and we need science, and we need science to guide us in the right direction. Do we need science to help us, you know, cure illnesses and things like that? But it, it leaves us high and dry. You know, and how do you make that information applicable to my day to day? And that's what I'm trying to do here. If you're in a situation where, hey, all these guys and they want to keep going, look, I don't even know what's going to happen with that friendship because I, you know, maybe it continues, right, to, to go well, but it's going to be difficult for you if you stop drinking and they continue just because you have less in common. Look, the other day I had a, a patient come in and he came <clears throat> with his wife. And he said, you know, Dr. Gio, I, I heard what you said last time and I stopped drinking. I've been, it's been over a year. Now, my wife drinks. And she was there. She said, oh, that's right. I drink. And my buddies, the other couple that we hang out with, they drink. So we went out for dinner last night and they all drank and I didn't. That's fine. The problem, of course, is that the people that are drinking, right? The, the people that are drinking relative to the person who's not, it's different. The humor is different. What the drinker finds funny, the non-drinker really doesn't find that humorous. Uh, the, the, the conversations are with drinkers and non-drinkers are different. It doesn't have to be if the other party kind of just control. Maybe they have one drink. Well, one drink may not do it. Maybe one drink and the other guy that has, is not having a drink, maybe that's not a problem. But if they continue to drink and you don't, that's an awkward scenario. Okay, so I just want you, I, I want you to prepare for that. And plan for that. If I do want you to engage, I do. I do want you to engage. But I want you to engage in a perfect world. In a perfect world, I want you to engage with like-minded people. People that want to crush it with you. They want to crush it. They want to live longer. They want to live healthier. They want to live optimally. That doesn't mean they won't have a drink, but they're not going to have five drinks in one sitting. Okay? So that's the deal. No more than two drinks a week, no more than four glasses of red wine a week, spread it out. Spreading it out is better than having all these drinks in one day. And if for whatever reason, which look, I want you to make an informed decision, a well, here's the goal. The goal is for you to be in control and make a well-informed decision. You know what? It's holiday week and I'm going to kind of let loose a little bit in a mindful way. I'm going to let loose in a mindful way. So what let loose means, maybe I'll have six drinks, but I'm not having six drinks or drinking a whole bottle in one night. Don't have more than two drinks in one day. Okay. I think that's a pretty hard rule. If you have to, I want you to be honest. That said, talk about honesty and self-reflection and looking at your behaviors and see how you can do better. Some of you are listening to this and saying, look, I, I may have to look into this. If you think you have a drinking problem, you may, right? If you think you have a drinking, it's like, like, you know, I'm a happy father of three. And if like someone says to me, well, you know, I'm, I'm 38 now. I'm not sure if I want to have kids. I think I want to have kids. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. If you, if you're saying to yourself, you think you want to have kids, you don't. It's either a hell yes or you, or it's a no. It's that simple. Because then you, you're going to be frustrated as a parent. Same thing with alcohol. I think I, if you think you might. Now, maybe depending on your, the amount that you consume, you can control it yourself. 
depending on how you're wired. And you can say, look, I'm going to stop. You know, If you think you have a drinking problem, but you think that you can manage it, you should be able to not drink any alcohol for three months without a problem. That's the test. Don't drink any alcohol or alcoholic beverage for three months. If you find that you're unable to do that, then um, you got to ask yourself other questions and see what you can do. In terms of what you can do if you actually think you have a drinking problem, I think there's a lot of programs out there, but really the, 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 the king and the queen of programs is Alcoholic Anonymous. Been around the longest. I've seen a boatload of people successfully be a part of AA, and it works very well, guys. It, it really does. Uh, you don't have to be ashamed. If you are a high-end individual, if you're listening to me and you're like, you know, I'm I'm a CEO of a company. I'm a, you know, I, you know, I'm a, you know, I have pride or guys, there's everything and everyone to go to AA, you know, from all walks. In fact, one of the beauty, uh, one of the beautiful things about that organization is that in any particular meeting, you'll find everywhere with anywhere from, you know, high executives to homeless people all in one sitting. And I, I, I think that's the most beautiful thing. At the end of the day, we're all human, just trying to do better. And um, those meetings actually reflect that, right? So if that's what you need, go to a meeting um, and, 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 and so forth. If that's not what you need, if you don't have an alcohol problem and you are sure of that, then enjoy it. Engage. Have fun with it, you know, and, and go for it. Now, I do have one last thing to say about that. One, uh, and that is, we know that one of the most important elements for recovery, one of the most important elements for living longer and better with age, one of the most important elements for prostate cancer prevention or lowering the risk of just dying from prostate cancer is good quality sleep. And you want to try to not interfere with that. Alcohol consumed at any amount, uh, 30, 60, 90 minutes before going to sleep, can interfere with your quality of sleep. The more you have, the more likely it will interfere with your quality of sleep. Okay, If you're going to have alcohol, most of the times have it earlier in the day, two, three hours before sleep time. With very few exceptions to that rule, I understand sometimes the party or the event and the get together happens to be at the time we start ordering drinks is 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. All right. So if it's 8 or 9 p.m., maybe have one drink and then just have something else for the rest of the evening. Maybe have two. But the more you have, as it's closer to bedtime, the more it's going to interfere with the sleep. If it inter, if you have a couple of drinks an hour before bedtime or an hour or two hours before bedtime, and you have poor sleep quality, it's okay. It's just one night. Do better next time. Stay hydrated with electrolytes, not only water. Take probiotics because it actually does help. And go out um, and exercise. That's kind of the way to get over a hangover if, if that's what you're experiencing. Um, go out and exercise. I trust that this episode is useful for you. I, you, I bring the goods every time. I am science-based, no question about it, but at the end of the day, is applying and implementing the science so that you do better and you can apply it today. 
that's what we're about here. That's what I'm about. And as always, it's such a pleasure to be in this relationship with you. Please sign up to the drgeo.com pod, uh, newsletter at drgeo.com. And guys, um, the way this podcast is growing is because of you. It's because you are hitting like. It's because you're hitting five stars. It's because you're commenting on YouTube, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. And I appreciate that. Please do so. The only way the, these algorithms are going to work so that more people have access to this important information is with your help. And if you've done so already, much love to you. I appreciate you. And I wish you and your family the absolute best and the best of health. Much love. Talk to you next time. Our next sponsor partner has a product I use literally every day. I'm talking about AG1. You know, I've been using green powders mixed in drinks for a long time. and It has not always been a great experience, right? The powder clumps up a little bit. It tastes horrible. But you know what? You chug it anyway because it's good for you. AG1 changed the game. With In AG1, you have 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day the right way. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, and energy to help you recover and focus and help you age successfully. To make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash Dr. Geo to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five-star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, Thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.